and then the moonlight hit the bow and arrow and it began to glow. And I lined up the shot and I pulled back the string and I focused my focused my arms. Just I got ready. I got ready in there and skulking in the bushes was a troop of uh, troop of cub scouts or cubs as they're called here. And uh, yeah, killed every one of them using the sacred weapon, which meant their souls were imbibed into each of the arrows I used to kill them, making them more powerful against the ultimate boss, which was my father, because he grounded me, would not let me go see Civil War next week. So you've been looking for cubs? <laughs> Where else am I going to find cub holes? Well, you are a bear, so... <laughs> Mostly I like the twinks. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're on episode 40 of Crit Apocalypse. <laughs> I know what episode. Gonna be I know what episode it is because I checked <laughs> the number beforehand. Yes, you also ruined a great intro. That would have been the best intro. That's the problem. People don't get to hear the stuff that doesn't go on air. There's a lot of silences I cut out. Oh no, there's not gonna be any silences. I think all those silences they missed. I cut about five minutes of silence out of one episode. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to Crit Apocalypse. Welcome. This is a, a podcast where we discuss things that we've done and seen and reviewed over the last few weeks. We've done 40 of these. No, no who cares? Anyway, you review Wait, a so thing. we've done 40. So, at this point, we've reviewed, in total, 160 things. We used to start off with five things each, each week. Oh, God, I forgot about Remember those For a days. couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. And there is a couple of episodes where we only reviewed two things because it was like a special thing and we focused on like the end oh, of the yeah. year or something. Age of Ultron. So it's all a bit up in the air anyway. Yeah, we don't. And then there's the times when you just go and review something I've already reviewed and then like, you know, right after, which wastes the whole review slot. Efficiency. Yeah. But anyway, review something. You're first. Welcome. Uh, my review first this week is going to be Dark Souls 3 on the Xbox One. That's not a thing. That is a thing. That's a game. It's on a disc. You put it in. You blow on the cartridge. It works. Game Genie does this with his hands. Yeah. And then fucks a lady. And then what shoots out? Cheats. Yeah. See? They didn't know that. Dark Souls 3 is a RPG made by From Software, released only two weeks ago. A week ago? Two weeks? About, about a week ago. About a week ago. Okay, on the 16th, didn't it? It did indeed. Um, it's a game that I was very much looking forward to after Dark Souls 2 was a wholly different game. Disappointment to some, mostly to me. I bought it twice, I don't know why. Different director though, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Dark know, Souls 1, a little bit of history about me and Dark Souls 1. I never intended to buy Dark Souls 1. I wasn't into that sort of game back when that was released, but I was working at Curry's and life was pretty boring and sad. So uh, one day I looked in the sale bin. We had a sale bin full of games, and in there was because a, curries were shutting down. Yeah, in there was a large <laughs> box with uh, Dark Souls on the front of it, and mm-hmm. it came with an art book and a little poster. I bought it for eight pounds. Yeah. Since then, I've been a massive fan of the series. I got the, it with Love Film, played it for an hour, got fed up with it, and returned it. Basically, what you did was <laughs> you you dipped your toe in the pool and went, "No, that's too cold for me," and then never went swimming again. Yeah. I've got Bloodborne to play. No, you don't have Bloodborne. I bought a PS4 and specifically to play Bloodborne, Bloodborne, which I've lent you until I've finished Dark Souls 3, at which point I will take it back and play it. I've still got your Kirby's Rainbow thing there. Oh, right. So I may have some empty frets I've thrown around in the past. PlayStation All-Stars. Okay, I gave that to you because it's, it's a gift for a friend. Mercs? Well, take it or leave it, really. <laughs> I love Mercs. Great game. Do you really like Mercs? It's a great game. I've got great. like three copies of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, so yeah, Dark Souls 3, it's, it's closer to the original than um, the others were. 
than uh, Dark Souls 2 was. Yeah. Dark Souls 2, the remake on the Xbox One and PS4. It's closer to the original game than they were. Um, and it's, it's difficult. It's tough. It's, it's fascinating in the way it's built and what you experience. Is it crazy and outrageous? It's not crazy and outrageous. It doesn't go off road, no road. Mm. It's wacky. It's fun. It's crazy. It's outrageous. Fun house. It's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. This prize is too much. It's not quite that fun, but it is a really, really good game. And it does seem to be in the same vein as the original, the Prepare to Die edition, which I eventually mm. bought for the Xbox 360. Say original. Demon Souls is the original. Demon Souls was the original, but I didn't have a PS3 when that was released. And yeah. also it's extortionately expensive most yeah. of the time. It's a pain in the ass to play as well. It's so much slower than Dark Souls. Yeah, I can I couldn't do that. But um, Dark Souls 3 is really fast. They've taken a lot mm. of what they had in Bloodborne, a lot of the assets... A lot of the information ideas and taking those and put them into Dark Souls 3. And it makes it an altogether quicker game, but it's still got a lot of the timing and the parrying, all that stuff that was there in the original Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2, to a lesser extent, are in Dark Souls 3 and it's nice. It's like going home. And they say you can't do that ever again, but it turns out you can. I go home every day. I finish work and I come home. That's a silly thing to say. It's more like a metaphor for returning to your past, I think. Oh, like Rambo at the end of Rambo 4. No, like Rambo at the end of Rambo 2, where he ends up being single again, and he's like, oh shit, what am I going to do with all my time? Where's that Rambo 3? Rambo 3 is the one where he shoots explosive arrows. Is Rambo 3 the one where his wife dies? I can't remember. Did he have a wife? In one of them. No, I forgot. No. Are you taking any guns with me? No, we're, we're, we're going in with the Bible. We're going to help people. You're going to change stuff. You're going to change stuff. Julie Benz, you ain't gonna change shit. I catch snakes. And that's, that's Rambo 4. <laughs> Great film. Really liked it. I give Dark Souls to Tom Atkins. It really is very good. And of the next gen games, this is, much like Bloodborne, a real showcase for the graphical fidelity that is offered by the Xbox One and the PS4. Yeah. yeah. Bloodborne is, Bloodborne is probably the nicest game I've seen so far on the new, new gen. So I mean, Ratchet and Clank is apparently stunning. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank's apparently yeah. good. And also, uh, it's 30 quid, that. Infamous. Infamous looks really, really nice. Yeah. PS4 but, games for you. But in terms of, in terms of, um, what goes on on screen and everything that's happening, yeah, it is, it is excellent. It really is nice. And I highly recommend it. Again, Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Not only the name of my hedgehog, also the highest regard I hold things in. Yeah. Yes. The day that man dies. I mean, after Prince died, I am a little bit worried Tom Atkins at 81 is going to pass this You're year. not worried about the, what's his face from some 41 then? Derek Wibley. Yeah. Yeah, I know his name. <laughs> I know his name. What about that? The one he married. Derek Wibley married Avril Lavigne, and then Avril yeah. Lavigne dumped him and then went out with Chad Kroger because Chad Kroger's band from the 90s is still going. Yes, I know. I, I am aware of Some that. 41 are still going. They, some 41 they are play excellent. Actually, Some 41 played Download one, yeah, and I fucking loved it. I actually, I was there front row getting kicked in the head by some fat geezer that I wanted to punch in the fucking liver. I did maybe hit him in the liver a couple of times. I don't know. He crowds. The mosh pit is okay. No, he was one of those people that decided that, despite the fact he weighs about twenty six stone, he was going to crowd surf. Oh. And his friends carried him most of the way, but then they got to a certain point and they were just like, "Oh, here you go," and sort of lumped him into the crowd. And they did their best to carry him, but he sort of took down a few people. And they went my way. His boot actually ended up hitting me in the head, and then his hand slapped the girl I was with at the time, my girlfriend of a couple of years, and I lost my temper. And as he was going down, I just pelted him in the ribs a couple of times. I uppercutted a girl at a Perfect Circle concert. Well, aren't you just a gentleman, I, Well, Josh Free threw his water bottle out, and yeah. I caught it, like, really high, like, perfect catch. And then she grabbed it. Yeah, she pulled my arm back, and my arm was twisted right the way behind me. Ooh. So I looked behind me and went, oh, a girl wants it, I'll let her have the bottle, whatever, I, I don't need his saliva just yet. And I let go, and my arm, like, swung up and smacked him in the jaw. And nice. I felt my hand hit something, I looked back and she was, like, holding her mouth. Oh. 
<laughs> That's so. Uh, Could have Mosh. Do you take her back to the lair? No, I got on with watching um, Twig Ramirez and James Iher playing guitar with each other on stage. I don't know who that is. Did you go back? James Iher is from Smashing Pumpkins. Twiggy Ramirez oh. is the bassist from Marilyn Manson. Was he in Zwan? No, no, no mention of Zwan ever. Because Zwan is one of my all-time favorite bands. <sighs> I like their song "I'm Not a Cockney, But I Want to Be," in which, um, in which, what's his name? Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. In which Billy Corgan had shaved every bit of hair off his body and then put on this accent. I'm going to go to the shops. And that was literally the album. Do you remember that? No, I, I tried not to listen to Zwan. They sucked. Zwan? Yeah, they, they were terrible. You don't know what's going on Zwan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I really recommend Dark Souls. And what is, what is your first review? This Just tell me all about it. Just my first review this week is going to be for an early access game called Welkin Road, which has picked a really weird time to come out because it's very similar to Mirror's Edge, hmm. except without all the whole, like, we're in a totalitarian society, don't and do what the government says, follow this exact path. And it's actually being released. Yeah, that's true. Um, Mirror's Edge has only been delayed by two weeks, although judging by the beta it might be longer. Hmm. Um, Welkin Road is like, Remember the download content levels in Mirror's Edge? They're all like weird abstract levels to jump across and stuff. Here's the secret about me. Mm. I never played Mirror's Edge. You're a terrible human being. I owned it. I lent it to a friend. He never gave it back. I think I I've got a copy it. over there if you need it. Does it work on backwards compatible? Sure, possibly. No. I've got it on PS3 as well. It's installed on the hard drive. Oh, nice. I'll, I'll give it a go. Mm. But, um, I won't. Yeah, you like you work your way through levels, jumpy, jumpy, swingy. you got this grappling oh, like thing light. that you can swing from. And they're all like floating islands in the sky. So every time you fall, you fall to your death. Miles, clouds everywhere. Um, it's got a basic ma- main mechanic is you have a like electronic grappling hook and you grapple onto orbs. And some orbs have different like effects when you grapple onto them. Like some will move something in the level. Um, sometimes you have to hit a certain sequence of them, make them light up. So they're like mechanisms. Yeah, sort yeah. of. But sometimes it's just a straightforward swing. Right. But the whole game's built around your momentum. Like your character's got physics behind it, so you have to make sure your jump is at the right point. Like if you jump at the very edge of a platform, you get a little extra stink on your jump, as it were. Okay. Um, you can tuck your legs to get a little bit further. So you have that. control over your body and you can yeah. use it like a pendulum effect. Yeah. Okay. But sometimes so. you won't be able to build up the momentum when you hang. If you just let yourself hang and try and guide yourself you know, try to realign yourself and then guide yourself, you might not be able to get the momentum needed to make a jump. So you'll have to nail that whole leap, swing, release, catch. So you're a bit like an unwilling participant mm. in a spontaneous orgy, just trying to get to the exit, and you've got to make sure that you don't... I'd say more anyone. like Tarzan. Like, you've got, you've got what you can <laughs> or leverage. Spider-Man, maybe. Like you can't really reach out and touch everything, because part of that's going to mean you're included mm. in the orgy. And you can't really use your hips too much, because again... If you do that, then someone's going to assume you're part of the orgy, and by proxy, you will become part of the orgy. So it's really one of those balancing acts, but you don't quite have a grappling hook. But I mean, like, with the right equipment, you could possibly use sex swings as some sort of momentum, momentum gathering item. I don't know, I don't really know, I've never been trapped in an orgy and been unwilling. I'd say it's quite a lot like that, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, if we're going to have any troubles with the game, there's only 11 levels on the early access one he said he's going to add more but the thing is these levels take forever to get through if you're not very good at the game oh they're reflections they're fucking long levels these are, um, there, are there any reflections where you can see yourself no oh. not like the mirror's edge beat you can only see your hair floating <laughs> around um, you're like a lego person that's just like in a game that it's just like what hair would you like <laughs> that's but the this, first step. 
I think the game would benefit because I've even suggested it on the Steam forums and he's sort of been talking about making a checkpoint system where you can go to previous checkpoints or stuff. I, I would just like to see the levels broken up into smaller parts. Complete those smaller parts and then you can play the complete level. Imagine if you could, you, if you could do the broken down parts as time trials. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, awesome. it's got a time trial mode, but it took me 27 minutes to finish the first level. Don't put stuff on there. We'll I'm go just the going to put it there for a second so I can switch hands without oh. holding the bottle. <laughs> it's like you've got no way of restarting a checkpoint. So if there's a particularly tricky part of the level that you want to try and do, if you fail it, if you try and do it and you manage to get past it and you want to practice it again to perfect it, yeah, you have to reload the level and run all the way through this massive That's not really level. what I want to do. I reckon a speedrunner could probably finish these levels in about four or five minutes each. Like if they could nail every single bit of it, they'd just churn through the level. All right, challenge accepted. Mm. But um, so far, it's only keyboard and mouse controls. Oh, are, fuck. Oh, no, I'm he's adding controller later, but I don't know how well controller's going to work. They're going to have to tweak some stuff. You can always use the bumpers for separate legs. It's not so much that. Do. It's like the way you grapple onto things is very accurate. Like you have to hit the orb. But I think the analog sticks will have trouble being as accurate if you're trying to nail. Because sometimes <laughs> you're hurtling through the air quite fast and you'll have to grab an orb as it flies past you sideways. And you have to sort of catch it at the right second. Uh. So you can swing your momentum around the edge of something. Do I, I so you'd be like, flying forwards, grab an orb as it goes past you, swing around sideways and land on a platform, stuff like that. Would you like some Sprite? No, that's right. Sprite is the devil's water. Um, well, that's why I like it so much. <laughs> it's good for hangovers. Good good old dad making me another mm. libation I can enjoy on this heavenly plane. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Wilkin Road's all right as it is, but it needs a lot of work on it. What does the title relate to? I don't know. They just call it Wilkin Road. Huh, there is a real place called Wilkin Road. I found that out while searching for um, logos for the game. Oh. But um, it's an interesting little thing. I think if they can break it up, put more emphasis on smaller levels, and then give the longer levels there as a real challenge. Like, you know, like a boss challenge, as it were. Yeah. Like, here's your chance to prove everything you've learned. Um, but it's, it's a fun game. Is it there runs really smoothly. Or anything like that? No, there's no enemies or anything. It's literally just obstacle oh, it's literally course. Just obstacle. No. Yeah, it's all about your momentum and movement and stuff like this. But what is the? Is there any story? Any no, no. It's entirely time trial. It's just like it's a, a skill game entirely. But it's not. It's not like it's. It's it's very odd that they've made the level so long with no yeah. cut downs because it's. I mean, you can almost treat it like a fighting game because it's competitive. Well, it's it's got a skill. It's going to have ghosts and stuff in that eventually. Yeah. Right now, it's all just work your way through the levels. I guess it's you want to start difficult. with a full level before you cut it up. So I can see why he's doing that. Yeah. It's just it's very early, early access. I'm guessing. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how it goes. It makes sense. He's got the basics of the game there. There's yeah. going to be no multiplayer. We'll see how it goes. It's only going to be in um, early access for a few months. He says. Oh yeah. We'll see. Is he just designing it himself? He's done the main thing. It's just all like yeah. It's one guy made it. Oh, holy shit. But he's oh. done the main thing, it's just like adding in all the extra features and stuff to make it feature complete. Ah. And all that. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. no, it's, it sounds interesting. I've applied yeah. for a code. You're not allowed one. <laughs> Why? Because you don't... Were you going to do videos of it? No. Yeah, there you go. You, you don't can review it, though. I've already done it. Too late. Someone's just dropped the mic and walked out of the room, it seems to be out. He has indeed attempted to burn me with the most passive burn available to Matt. It is, the, it is the reassertion of one's activities burn. Congratulations, Ant. Well timed, well placed. Is that your review for. No, no, no. The review is going to be for Cyanide, which I'm going to take shortly because my friend has just betrayed me on air. How dare you? Anyway, my next review is going to be for a movie. Um, I oh. recently was trying to find something quite campy, quite fun horror wise. It's kind of difficult. Batman nowadays. versus Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, did I tell you that I bought that? What? 
Okay, so I um, signed up for Wuwaki. Wuwaki, you know, they used to be Raritan, that used to be Play.com. <laughs> okay, so they have apps on TV and shit like that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. There's an offer when you sign up to the Xbox One, you get five films for 20p each. Yeah. So I bought, um, so I, I didn't realize there were only 720p, which kind of hindered my enjoyment of it on a 48 inch 4K telly. <laughs> it's a bit of a soft image, but fuck it, though, 20p. Can't be worse than that Sony ultraviolet bullshit. They- oh, no, it's, it's about as bad. Really? So, yeah. So, um, I bought the new Star Wars with all the bonus material. <laughs> bonus um, material. I bought Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Mm. I bought Deadpool. Oh. I bought Revenant. And I also pre-ordered Jungle Book. Oh. The new one. Um, all for a quid. So I was like, fuck it. I can own them digitally. They're on there if I ever want to watch them. And I'm going to probably watch Deadpool 60 more times in my life. Yeah, I'll go buy the Blu-ray that. It's fucking it incredible. Out. Great film. Anyway, but, um, yeah, so I, I, that's why I, I tried. I tried to find something campy. I was looking everywhere. I couldn't find anything that I hadn't seen. And there's a lot of 80s horror films that I've seen. That's a problem. Stuff like even Rawhide Rex, I've watched like three or four times. And I fucking hate that film. So I've been trying to find... I've been on the search. I've been on the hunt for something campy and you got weird. Curse of the Wolf downstairs. I know, but that's not the kind of campy <laughs> I'm after. Um, you need some David Dakota films. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so John I... Waters. I found out about a film from the 80s called Curse, which is about mm. a farm that's infected with radioactive... Um, radioactive um, rays that come from a meteorite that lands in the farm. And it drives other people crazy. Will Wheaton's in it and his sister. Nice. And uh, they're basically the kids that are unaffected, but all the family start going mad and start trying to kill the kids. It's a pre-next generation, Will Wheaton. Yeah. yeah. Blimey. Um, So so anyway, I found out about that film and I was like, well, that sounds interesting. I might give that a watch. And then I found out there's a sequel. And the sequel is even fucking more incredible. So anyway... um, I'm, I'm gonna go for the plot. I'm gonna shoot for it, cause anyone who, who Don't knows- Don't tell it, everyone what happens. I won't tell everybody the ending, but anyone who has seen this, who, um, who knows about this film has probably seen it. It's not a massively well-known film, so I'm assuming this. that people have caught it on TV and they know about it. It's not something where people will find it searching, cause it took so long for me to find this. I had to make genuine effort to find something I had no idea about. But anyway, so it's called Curse to the Bite. Has nearly nothing to do with the original curse. There's no meteorite that comes down and radioactively affects a family. None of that shit. Instead, we are um, introduced to two characters, the main characters throughout the film. Um, there's a dude and his girlfriend who are driving across country to go on vacation. They seem fairly middle class. They're not poor or anything. They're just on this journey having a good time together. She plays guitar. She's kooky. She's quite attractive. And that got me through parts of the film that were a little bit more dull. He's like a butch guy, you know, just. Butch you know. or butch? Butch old, butch old, butchy butch, champ, slugger, whatever you want to call him. Um, and they're driving cross country and they come across a massive farmland where there's just a load of snakes in the road. Just tons of them, just dead snakes in the road and they drive through them. They get all caught up in their grill and they're like, oh god, what are these dead snakes doing? Next thing they know, they've got a flat tire. Probably because of snake, snake bones or snake bits or, or whatever the snakes eat and possibly jacks. You remember jacks? You bounce the rubber ball and you pick up the spiky bits. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly there's snake jacks in there. Anyway, they, um, they have to pull into a gas station, the, and the petrol station, and the, uh, the, the old black man that's serving them's like, my dog got bit by a snake. He gone now. He gone. And he's like, oh, okay. All right. Sorry to hear that about your dog. And he's like, it's fine. I'm going to do your tires $200. They're like, all right. Okay. Cool. Do the $200. They're not English. I just have to differentiate between my southern American man and normal man. Anyway. Right. So there they are, they buy the tyres, they put them in the car, everything's well and good, they're on their way back. He goes out the back to go and see the see the guy because he's 
He says, oh, I'm going to go feed my dog. He's like, oh, I thought your dog was now. I'm going to go find out what's going on. So he goes out the back and he finds the guy feeding his dog that is like a mutant snake dog. Right? And he's yes, like, Lord. he was bit by a snake. Now he's gone. He's now this snake dog. And then he leaves. He gives him the money. He leaves. He's like, all right, well, whatever's your business. Your dog doesn't look well. Take him to a vet. Probably put him down with a brick to the face. This is hideous. Yeah. What is wrong with you? And the guy's like, leave my business alone. And he like leaves and he drives off his, his girlfriend. His business, the name of his dog. No, 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 that's just his, his business. Oh. Um, so the guy leaves, drives off with his girlfriend. Little do they know there's a snake stowed away in the car. Um, and, uh, and the, the old black, um, the old black guy that like, goes, Oh, I'm gonna, I've got you some food, get some food to his dog. And the dog jumps on, bites on the face, tears his face off. The effects are awful. Full they, Cujo. Yeah, full Cujo. <laughs> full, full Anacujo. Anacujo. <laughs> You're like, what I did that? So he bites the guy's face off and the guy fucks off in his car before he hears any of this so the old black guy, guy dies poisoned he dies um, later good. that night later that night they're in a motel Mike gets bitten by a snake oh, that's nice Mike gets bitten by a snake after the frozen passion take the young couple um, and slowly but surely he begins to transform but only his arm there are other transformation things that have he starts feeling weird inside but I'm not going to go into what happens there because it's spoilers but other than that if you like your body horror, if you like your 80s campy cheesy horror and you like a couple of mullets in your movie, because everyone loves a fucking mullet, I would recommend um, Curse the Curse to the Bite. It's really fucking stupid and it just goes more and more ridiculous. There's a couple of scientists trying to track him down so they can cure him. Little do they know it's gone further than they expected. Oh. And like, there's like scenes where he's got like this, this snake arm where it's just his hand in a puppet. Like the... Man <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a snake in a puppet up to what his elbow. snake arms? And, and he's like... <laughs> And he, it's, he can't control it. So it's like trying to bite people and shit. <laughs> it doesn't try to bite him. Eventually he lops it off. But that causes everything to get worse. It's incredible. I really can't recommend it enough. I don't want to spoil the ending. It is super fucking gory and weird. It's one of those things that you, you kind of should have heard about. Like I heard about the evil with, uh, not, was it the evil within? Yeah, the evil within the 80s film where What's the kid's part bug. Have you seen that? No. It's got an end transformation scene that's, that's infamous because it's a really well done scene where he like mutates fully and like it's, it's crazy. Like Mark Hamill in Mutronics slash Guyver. Guyver 2? No, Guyver 1. Is it Guyver 1? Yeah, well the, Ameri- the film is called Guyver in America it's called Mutronics here. Okay, it's Guyver. Guyver 2 is Guyver Dark Hero the there one with go. David Hayter and Richard Crenna. Oh, and it's Krenner. got the awesome martial arts The one directed the by um, the guy who did Drive. Not yeah. the Nicholas Winden Refn film Drive. No. The fucking awesome Mark DeCascos film Drive. I like Mark DeCascos. With Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace, babe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, Curse to um, Curse to the the bite. I recommend it. I give it. Do you any reason John Wick? Uh, I really like John Wick. That's a really high review for me. No, not quite that good. Um, I give it. Do you a, reason babes in toilet? I give it a John Waters. Oh. Super cap. And sometimes it's just doing shit to shock you, but it doesn't really work anymore. John Waters is nice. I like John Waters. His turn up moustache. Yeah. But um but yeah, sometimes it'll do it's Pink it's... Flamingos makes me hungry. <laughs> For what? Chocolate truffles melted into a log. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> um yeah, yeah, it's very campy, it's yeah, very fun, it's very silly, but at the same time, you know, it does some it does some shocking stuff. It just it's not as shocking as it would be. 
say 20 years ago but I really recommend it if you're a fan of anything like The Fly or The Evil Within or Night of the any sort of body horror stuff going inside people and then becoming gooey um, I really recommend it it's got some great kills so like Troll 2 yeah there's no, some body horror no less like Troll 2 I had to explain to my mate Dave the other day how Troll 2 went from being an 18 certificate on video to a PG <laughs> someone actually watched it yeah and then they reviewed then they were like yeah no, BBFC well, don't they never used it. to differentiate between different colour blood so if you imagine that in Troll 2 all the green stuff was red yeah then that would be a gory ass film that would but it's not that's, that's I'm still kind of attracted to that lady what the witch yeah oh god yeah yeah she's fucking one of the popcorn sex hell yeah, oh, yeah. Was that? I'm into that I wanted to do, I want to remake a troll too but I want it to be completely unironically done but uh, like everything is just like the original version but with world famous actors in all the roles I would like to make troll 2 and I'd have the witch on a gurney being dragged around the place she's never actually walked anywhere I would like to make troll 2 but I would like to make it with the most desperate actors available like good actors but they're desperate Will for Wheaton. work Maybe. Um, and I would like to tell them if they don't play it seriously, I'm going to fire them and replace them immediately. Ron Jeremy be in it. No. But <laughs> I'm going to tell them I would fire them and replace them immediately. And if they don't believe me, halfway through shooting, I'm going to randomly fire someone <laughs> and hire a new actor get to Mac play. Dennis from yeah. Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. in it. Just they like, could change roles halfway change, through the film. Change, change that person <laughs> to anyone I decide on that minute. Yeah, Completely flippant. And then just be like, you want to fucking, you want to push me? Do you want to push me right now? Because I'm directing Troll 2 and I'm doing the best job I Mark fucking Wahlberg can. play Oh My God Guy. Yeah. I will only speak in Dutch. You're going to kill me, aren't you? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I will only speak in I Dutch through the whole of casting. Italian? Dutch and broken English. No, because I don't want... I've just got to be original. can be the similar... The director was Italian. I know, but I, it can be... A, it can I mean, be Troll 2 is a Giallo film. It can be similar, but it won't be the same. Hmm. I'm just, <laughs> just like, for dum dum Himmel! <laughs> It's like everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Himmel? Yeah. That's German. He was a Nazi. Well. I'm on to review now. Uh, yeah, I gave it John Waters. So oh, fair enough. I'll go review. Um, let's go with Better Call Saul Season 2. What episode are you on? I finished it. Oh, you watched the last one? Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's a good episode. Good show. Good, good, sh- good show. I haven't actually good watched show. it. Good show. Um, they actually ended this series with a bit of a oh shit dog what's coming next oh, which they didn't do with the last series the last series just kind of like had an episode and ended I wish the first episode of Better Call Saul I really liked it I just never picked it oh, back up it's a good show I, I watched it in 4k and you know the beginning where they're making Cinnabons yeah no, I just watched that scene like four or five times because it looks really good in, in 4k um, yeah it's um this series has been really cool it's like basically Jimmy and uh, his girlfriend, they're like trying to, they've got a plan, they're going to set up their own practice, sort of law practice together. Okay. So they'd be like two separate lawyers working in the same building, so they share the rent and everything, but they take their own, like, they don't work together. That way, if Jimmy does anything suspect, it's not going to reflect badly on her, because she's not going to be part of it. He's going to have his own guys. He's going to be doing oh, his own right, thing. right, so it wouldn't be like Jimmy and... And naturally, right, okay, um, yeah, when naturally Jimmy does something very bad mm. to screw over his brother to get a contract for his girlfriend and it all like uh, that's what the series sort of gradually starts to revolve around isn't his brother really sick his brother's got like the allergy to electricity he claims but no doctor says it's real but he like freaks out and goes into catatonic states and has stress fits and stuff um, that's like his weird thing that he's got going on but is it actually something he suffers from or is he it's constantly on? like played off that you don't really know like he go, they have to put him in a cat scan machine he goes into like a, a vegetative state 
after burning it and they literally can't wake him like it's beyond what anyone could fake yeah yeah it's really weird but it's never yeah. actually in, even for the first series and second series it's never explained yeah whether it's real or not interesting but um I like his suits with a foil lined inside of he wears um but yeah it's been a really good series it's like it continues the same thing as like from Breaking Bad it's just beautifully shot beautifully put together yeah plays with thematics really well knows how to do a musical montage every now and again um yeah is it Vince Gilligan yeah did you uh does he have a cameo in this I don't know probably not I don't know what he looks like uh, he's in Community is he yeah you know the episode where they got the western board game with the videotape nah it's got the guy playing the cowboy nah not seen that one alright oh, Vince Gilligan is the cowboy and at the end there's this awesome there's this awesome shot like basically he um he's he's got a really stable job working in Apple and he plays a guy who hopes to one day be an actor. And he comes in and goes, Honey, I've got great news. I've been cast in a video game. It's a VHS video game. You put it in your VHS and you play the video game with your family. I am going to be doing this. Do you think that it's too much of a stretch if we move to Hollywood now? And she's like, No, you should quit your job at Apple Computers. You should leave right now because it doesn't matter about the steady pay or the health benefits or any of the other stuff. It matters that you follow your dream and this is your first step to fulfilling your dream. It's a really sad, really Breaking Bad esque moment because you see behind closed doors of the people that are just like, Oh, yeah, no, I can do this. Absolutely. And it's always the people that got shot in Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the same heartbreak you get from that moment. Oh. But it's a really, really good episode. Highly recommend it. That's later series, though, isn't it? It's I've watched, like, season two. Four? I've seen, like, the first two seasons How have you not seen every season of Community? I've on telly. I've watched every season of Community multiple times. Uh, I need to watch them on Netflix one day. It's like Parks and Rec. I've watched every episode of Parks and Rec three or four times. I love Parks and Rec. It's the best series because Aubrey Plaza really turns me on. You could watch her in all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but every other thing, she's like, you were playing someone who's ditzy or she's perkier than she is in Parks and Rec. In Parks and Rec, she, she, picks, she hits that perfect attitude that I'm really attracted to, that I don't care if you live or die, but I do kind of want to bone you. Oh, right. Not me. I mean, that's her perspective on humans, on people. That's a bit mean. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Better Call Saul's with you. knocking the microphone now. Sorry. Better Call Saul's been really good, the second series. Any Cinnabon? Yeah, you see it a little bit at the start, because, you know, each series starts off with him in the future, well, now, I guess. Paranoid. Flashback to the mid-2000s. Do you think he's going to end with his death? Nah, he'll, he'll get back on the horse wagon, whatever it is he get back on. Um, Mike Herman Trout's in it a lot more in this series. It's a bit more stuff going on. He ends up getting involved with the uh, with the Mexican cartels. They Cool. One of them, sort of basically one of the guys wants him to do a hit and he gets dragged into this whole thing where he tries to avoid doing the hit, tries getting the guy sent to jail and then revenge starts happening and all sorts of bad stuff starts going on and he has to keep taking it further and further. But none of these things are resolved because no. they're confident they've got season three, I guess. Well, they probably do, right? Yeah, probably do. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next year. I think they wish there was more episodes. Like, ten episodes and done is a bit sort of not enough. It's like, you remember the original series of Breaking Bad was six episodes. Yeah. And it's like, it finishes and you're like, I'm not done with that yet. Can we go back? Um, I love the Breaking Bad. The first series is perfect. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Excellent series. Better cool. So not enough people are talking about it. 
You don't hear anyone mentioning it when it's on. No one's learning on about what's been going on in Better Call Saul. You always see Flash and Arrow trending on Twitter whenever that's been on. But no one ever talks about Better Call Saul. Um, because it's a different thing, isn't it? Better Call Saul is, is the Flash. You can watch episode to episode and be like, oh, look, there's, there's King Shark. That's pretty cool. And then, you know, oh, look, Flash is taking on uh, Heat Wave and Captain Cold again. But if you're Better Call Saul and you're like, oh, Mike Hermantron just died. He's, he can't, he's not going to die in my head. Oh, look, look, there's a guy on fire. And yeah. it's like, oh, which guy? It's, oh, the guy. You know, it's just one of those things. It's so narratively driven, whilst The Flash has episodes that are individual, mm. whilst I'm guessing every episode of Better Call Saul, it furthers the plot. It yeah, introduces yeah. more elements. So that's why you don't have people on Twitter, because people are considerate in some ways. They should watch mm. it. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people should watch Well, you should watch it. It's not for me. Just sit and watch it, you tosser. Yeah, but it's not for me. Breaking Bad was for me because there was an element of danger, there was excitement, there was also, you know, um, there was a large cast. Better Call Saul is more, it's more singular, there's less people involved. Yeah. Which is good and bad. Gives you a lot more intimacy to the dialogue and the, and. It's the... basically like another version of Suits. Yeah, I, I hate <laughs> Suits now. I like Suits series one, two, and possibly three. I can't remember. Well, yeah, missing out, yeah. Clever. I probably am. I almost definitely am, and I will have to catch up on it someday. It's just now is not the right time for this stuff. You gotta work your way through those Power Rangers I episodes do. on Netflix. Power Rangers. Alright, you review your next Power thing, Ranger. you donkey raping shit eater. Oh donkey raping shit eater. <laughs> um Shut up, you barbarous shows and um okay, Sorry, my just... next review is a bit of a surprising one for me because I was not planning to watch this in the last two weeks, but oh. I did I ended up, ended up checking it out. Great British Bake Off. Check, 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 check it out. What's a, what's a, what's it all about? I really miss the Beastie Boys. I miss the Beastie Boys. I miss Prince. <laughs> There's still two Beastie Boys alive. <gasps> Don't! We can't fight for maybe the right Maybe one day to... they'll make a new thing. Not Beastie Boys, but maybe they'll do a new thing together. No, sleep till... And they could just, whenever, like, thingy's meant to rap, they could just go quiet. They could. Is it Mike D that died? With the master plan? Yeah. Say so, ooh yah yah, um, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Was it Mike D that died? Oh, uh, it was Adam Yelch. Oh, that's even more painful. It was God, I need to go on the internet more often. <laughs> Living in a cave is really hard. It was the one who was all like, got a gruff voice. Yeah. Because I smoke 40 a day. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Anyway, my, uh, my next review is something I wasn't planning to watch. Uh, just sort of happened, really. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I watched, uh, Mr. Wright. Have you heard about this film? Alexander oh, and, uh, and Max Sam Landis Rockwell. written one. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, I've not seen it. Yeah, I'll watch it one day. Anna well, Kendrick dates a hitman. Wouldn't recommend watching it. No. Um, there are two reasons why, and and this is I I don't know if the script was better. This is uh, that's a problem. I keep finding myself saying that when I explain Max Landis films because I kind of like Max Landis. Seems like a cool guy. He's a bit wacky. He's a bit kooky. His dad's done some great stuff, and I feel like he has a lot of potential. But it's not really shown in this movie. So to explain, Anna Kendrick plays a lady who has recently been cheated on, and she's oh. found herself and her life in disarray. Who would cheat on Anna Kendrick? I know, right? She's fucking adorable. I love yeah. her. Um, she's got big teeth. So she she finds herself in disarray. So she's sort of searching for what it means, trying to find. Some sort of goal, some sort of aim, something that she could do. She could do Sam and, Rockwell. Yeah. And um she she 
meets Sam Rockwell randomly on a night and he invites her on a date that evening. He's a charming guy. He dances. He's all energetic. He's about moves. And Sam Rockwell is a pretty good looking guy. Um, and they end up hitting it off. Um, but sadly, he turns out to be a hitman. Oh, but no. not in the traditional sense. He is a hitman for people that want to hire a hitman. So if you were to call someone up and go, listen here, my ex-girlfriend has cheated on me countless times. I want to kill her. Can you kill her? He'll be like, yeah, what's your address? Oh, okay, my address. Wait, why don't I just give you... <laughs> oh, God. Um, why don't I just give you my address? And it's because he turns up at the house and her, pew, pew, kills him. Yeah. So he's like, he's almost like a good guy doing bad things. Uh, Anna Kendrick meets him. They go on this date and then the next day they end up talking and he notices in her that she has some sort of, not skill, but some sort of ability that he has to notice the moments between moments to see things happening in slow motion almost, a little bit like Wanted. All right. Um, and he brings this out in her in a really, really poorly, poorly directed and terribly placed scene in which they're throwing knives at each other and catching them. Hmm. And it just looks fucking stupid. And it's just like, all right, well, you don't need this. A lot of it's... You Knocking don't, the mic again. A lot, of this, a lot of this film is sort of in the vein of you don't need this to further the plot. So it, it goes on and on, and people kidnap Anna Kendrick and Sam Rockwell. So he uses killer powers to kill them. Raza's in it. He's really good in it. It's Raza. The Rizza. Rizza hmm. from the Wu Tang clan. So you've made yourself sound like a sort of like out of the no white boy by calling him Raz there. Raza. It's the Rizza. Rizza. Sorry, I've, I, to be fair, I haven't listened to, to them for a very long time. Or ever, because... Well, no, I did when I was a very young child. Uh, My brother was into them and uh, and um, Cypress Hill. So, and Tupac. Middle and class white boys. I know, right? Well, yeah. we weren't middle class. We grew up in a very poor area. In fact, predominantly, we had hand-me-downs for clothes and things like that. It's very awful. I've never actually had a lot of money in my life. so. But that's probably why I'm so laid back. And sexy. You should probably learn the names of the Wu-Tang Clan members, mm, though. Old Dirty Bastard. The Rizza. The Jizza. Old Dirty Bastard. Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer isn't really in them anymore. He's on his own now, isn't he? Yeah, but none of them are in them anymore. They well, yeah. They reunited recently, didn't they? Well, a couple of them made an album. And yeah, and Old Dirty some... Bastard was replaced by the guy from... Well, he died. So. I know, because he was a mad person. Hmm. Um, do you know that Bill Murray's friends with those guys? No, that's a lie. The whole Bill Murray thing. Really? Yeah, it was all nonsense that someone made up. Because he was in 200 Cigarettes, and he had that scene in 200 Cigarettes with them. He probably knows them. Oh, no, it was Coffee and Cigarettes, sorry. Oh, right. Coffee and Cigarettes, they had a comedy scene there, like a conversation. And then the Wu-Tang Clan also have a thing in their contract for that million-dollar album that Max Gorelli has. Is this Gorelli? I don't know if he's actually got it. Yeah, he bought it. The FBI haven't seized that, because they don't know how to sell it on. So it's not got any value to them. I'll have it. But part of the contract is that Bill Murray or... No, that's a lie, that whole thing. Really? Yeah. It was all nonsense someone made up and chucked out on the internet. That'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Mm. That'd be a great movie. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Mr. Wright. So, uh, so yeah, there's a massive set piece. Just the problem is it's marred by a lot, lot of kitschy, doesn't need to be here, doesn't really add anything. There's a lot of scenes that don't add anything. Anna Kendrick's, Anna Kendrick almost seems like the villain in her own film at times. And at other times, she flits between manic stages of emotional, the manic emotions throughout the film. And it's not like it's a misdiagnosed film about mental illness or something like that. It's actually just meant to be a comedy, campy action film 
with Sam Rockwell being charming as ever. Anna Kendrick's kind of charming. Kind of miss, miss sold in it. Yeah. Just, I don't really know what to make of it. I watched it for an hour and a half. I enjoyed some bits. Is the film an hour and a half long? I enjoyed some bits, hated others. Sam Rockwell's probably the best thing about it. Tim Roth's in there. That's nice for him. Yeah. Rizza. The Rizza. The Rizza. He plays, he plays a hitman similar to Sam Rockwell and they end up becoming friends. Oh. And that's quite, that's quite cool. Do they kiss? No. No. Oh. That'd be better. <laughs> um, but there's like scenes in like, in which, um, in which Sam Rockwell goes up and like he, he sees someone eating, eating, um, like Haribo gummy bears. He's like, oh, I like the green ones. And then later on, the Rizza comes along and he's like, oh, I saved you the green ones. And it's just nice. weird bits like that. That shows that they like each other. They know no, each other well. You know how you know how it's not earned. Doesn't matter. They know, it's, it shows that they know each other. Yeah, but they don't until that that they've f- bonded. Yeah, at some but point and they were told both him, meant to kill each other. Yeah, but at some point and he they actually bonded shot Sam Rockwell and they liked and each other enough that Sam Rockwell said, "I really like the green gummy bears." Well, it's it's just weird. It's like it's not earned. You know, you understand like what I mean by this, right? I don't know. Sounds like decent writing to me. <laughs> But you, uh, this is the problem, this is the same problem I had with, with American Ultra, hmm. is that I, I watch it and there's, there's little sparks of stuff I like in there, but then it's completely marred by awful, awful moments. So you can't say what's bad when your favourite films are all terrible, terrible films. They're not all terrible, terrible. Like Curse 2. Curse 2 is a great film. You haven't seen it, how can you judge <laughs> it as bad? It's got like a four on IMDb. I've decided. So that's IMDb. That's like that's Rotten Tomatoes. Reviews, all reviews are objective. Yeah, but you like Batman if versus one... Superman. So who cares what, what you think? Oh, I didn't. I never said that. I went <laughs> on quite a long, well-noted review saying it was a piece of shite. <laughs> I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna edit one line. So it's like oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then it'll just be everywhere on the internet. Um, no, it's yeah. Ducks Ahoy will spread it everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She will help me. Yeah. Um, but he goes. So yeah. So. It's just... Just tell Max Landis he's terrible. Go on, just tell him he's the worst he's writer in the world. He's not the worst writer in the world. Like, he wrote Victor Frankenstein. I liked Victor Frankenstein. Oh, dear. Did you not like it? <laughs> not seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the only Max Landis written film I've watched is Chronicle, maybe. Yeah. Chronicle's a good film. Yeah. Chronicle's a good film. The problem with Chronicle that I had wasn't that... Uh, was just the stock families... Like, if his family was that bad, why didn't he stay with his cousin? If his family was that bad, why didn't he stay with his, his buddy, the the jock? Doesn't matter. Don't ask questions about whys. But that, but you know how, like, you think to yourself that he could go any time? Like, his mum's there, yeah. Yeah, but... and if he went, maybe his dad would be after him. But he would His dad was controlling and angry. No, his dad was a drunk who was annoyed because his son had all this shit that was worth money and he wasn't helping him with his mu- with his wife's... Medical bills. Like, he acted like he cared about his mum, but everything he did was selfish. Yeah. It wasn't until his his mum... No, it wasn't until his mum was really, really sick and dying that he fought to try and use his powers proactively, and then he did it in the worst possible way, in the most stupid situation. Yeah, because he's a bad person. He's not a bad person. He was just a moron. He was a poorly written character. He was evil. I would love to have seen a film in which... Was it Mike the, the, the jock? Who was the jock? I can't remember. It's been like years. I saw it in cinema. I would like to. I would like to see a film in which the jock is like trying to keep them together, and he's like the he's like the he's like the champion of the team because he was an interesting character because he was someone who actually had a dynamic. Whilst 
the other girl was like, oh yeah, he's a token stoner, and then he gains the conscience, and he becomes a different character. But the other girl was just like, oh, I'm downtrodden, I'm downtrodden, I'm not going to help people that are downtrodden, I'm just going to become evil! <laughs> I'm pulling spiders apart, because I'm evil! Yeah. <laughs> you would do that. <laughs> you wouldn't! Why wouldn't you pull a spider apart? They're evil. They're not evil! Sp- I let spiders out through the spiders window. Spiders are scum. Just let them go out. No, they're not! Some of them... Jesus Christ. Some of them have eyes on their knees. So anyway, Mr. Wright, I... I, I don't even know what to give it. Like, I don't hate it. But I can't... I just can't... I don't have enough... I don't have enough to like it. I don't... There isn't enough energy I have to... Ex- so you're saying is you view the film and you don't know what to think about it. Well, no, I've watched it. I've watched it. I've given my opinion. I'm split down the middle because I feel like there is something marring these films from being what they were written to be. They're either meant to be campy and terrible or action-driven, very clear, concise in their message and having less visual cues to explain what's going on. But it just seems like whoever gets a Max Landis script tries to go with both of those options... And they end up making something that doesn't make any fucking sense and seems like someone spilled two bowls of soup in one corner. And it's really, really hard to define because I like some parts, I don't like other parts. So I guess it'd be 50-50, but that's not even true because it could be that that I'm trying to find these things that I like. Because I like Chronicle. Like I said, I like Victor Frankenstein. As shit as that film was, it was gory, it was gungy, it was, it was, it was, it was campy, but it had plot, it had characters, had interesting developments, it had ideas that changed the mythology. I think that he just doesn't, shouldn't work with new properties. And it, although Fantastic Four, his one was going to be stupid, it would have been better than what we fucking got. Well, anything would be better than that. That's not true, I'd like to see terrible. that, I'd like to see the original cut. Terrible film. I'd like to see the original cut. It'd be terrible. It might not. We don't know. But um, still be a joyless mess of a film. Joyless it might be, but I don't care if it's joyless or not. Um, but I give this... I give this a... Oh, take forever. Give it a Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts? Yeah, right down the middle. Oh. You take it or leave it. If I see a bit of Julia, be like, I like Julia. If I don't see Julia, be like, I don't really need Julia. Really fucking like Pretty Woman, though. Who doesn't like Pretty Woman? A lot of people. Do you not like Pretty Woman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steel Magnolias. It's one of those films people go. Eat, pray, oh, love. let's watch Pretty Woman. Larry Crown. Eat, pray, love. Fuck off, for Eat, pray, love. Larry Crown. No, I've never seen it. What? Uh, really? Yeah. Hey. I don't. I'm always watch Julia Roberts films. What ever happened to Meg Ryan? Mega Ryan. Mega Ryan. Mega Ryan's good. What ever happened to Meg Ryan? Um, she got boobs out in a film and then never worked again. No, didn't she have surgery before she got the boobs out? I don't know. She has weird lips now, doesn't she? Oh, she got, yeah, collagen as hell. Yeah, yeah. she got... Yeah. She had sex with Mark Ruffalo in that film, in the cut. Yeah, she sure, has the... Yeah. Probably, yeah. She had, she had sex with the Incredible Hulk. Oh, that's yeah. dangerous. You don't do that. No, you want to get his heart rate up. Oh, no. Because then you end up not being able to have kids like Scarlett Johansson in, uh, in Avengers Age. I don't think that was because of Hulk. Was it not? No, that was... Because, like, I, I, what I took away from it was she sat on Mark Ruffalo and she was like, I just want to get a, bit, a, little, a little bit angry at me. It's like, no, I'm not going to get angry at you. She's like, I just want to get a little bit angry at me. No. I'm not going to get angry at you. She goes, get angry at me. Now. He's like, no, I'm getting a little bit angry. She's like, ah, 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 oh, oh, no, no. And then she kind of kids. No, that wasn't what happened. Well, I watched a different film from nearly everyone then. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. How does that keep happening? I don't know. Why aren't Pornhub just showing the original? Why do they only show the porn version? Because they're Pornhub. You done? Yeah. I probably have five minutes left in me. No. All right. Okay, what was my review? Next one, third one. Yeah. Okay, next review will be Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt Season 2. Yay! It's back. It is. On telly. Once again, the on Netflix. Master. Um, Your behaviour. This series, I don't know if it was quite as good as the first one. It wasn't. It was alright, but it wasn't as good as the first one. It really, really, really needed um, uh, a set to focus on. Like, it needed, like, a hub. Well, the focus on this episode, this series, was Kimmy's repressed feelings. And how she's obsessed with helping other people out and keeps hiding her anger and stuff. And she keeps getting her emotion burps. They keep manifesting in burps mid-sentence. Mm. I like that. Um, but yeah, the whole series was like... Like the previous series was all building towards the Reverend getting his comeuppance and going to court and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. And the second well, series is all about her getting rid of all her hang-ups that she's got from all the traumas from being in the underground dungeon thing. Yes, it was sex stuff. <laughs> Yeah. That's my favourite line from the first yeah. series. Yeah. So like, I'm going to ask a question you've probably heard a million times. Yes, there was sex stuff. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun series and it had, um, Tina Fey turns up in it for a few episodes, which is nice to see. Back as a lawyer? No, she wasn't. She was a psychiatrist. She wasn't in the first series. Yeah, she was. She was a lawyer with a black guy. Tina Fey was a lawyer. The black guy was, they were the defendants. No, she wasn't. No, no, sorry. They were the Oh, yeah, she was in the, the, in the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she plays different characters in the series, yeah. Yeah, that was right at the end. Yeah. But she was, um, yeah, she was a psychiatrist in this one, an alcoholic psychiatrist, who, like, keeps picking, getting Kimmy to give her lifts in Uber, and then giving her drunk psychiatry, and then taking her on during the day when she's sober, and messing all the messages up. Um, but yeah, really solid series, had some really nice little silly gags here and there. Titus grows as a character. All the characters had a little bit of growth going on. Titus has a gay boyfriend. Yeah, he gets a, he finally gets a boyfriend. The guy who was in the first series, the construction worker, who you, uh, came out to Titus yeah. after um, catcalling Kimmy Schmidt really badly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he ends up being Titus's boyfriend. And, you know, all sorts of adventures. But it's quite nice that they actually gave the characters some growth in this show, because that doesn't happen in many sitcoms. I like the fact that he's still doing his job as the werewolf. Well, he quits that eventually. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. He was, um, yeah, he was, the, they gave him the job as the guy running the place and he was basically dressed as Scrooge. Oh, really? And there was a whole Christmas thing because it was on a fake Christmas. Kimmy was uh, going to try and catch up on a Christmases. Okay. Um, David Cross is in it for a few episodes, which is nice. I saw that. He's going to probably a be a main character from now on. Really? Yeah. Pretty much kept, he'll be a main character for the next series, no is doubt. Is he going to marry that blonde lady? Possibly. They got goals. But the whole series ends with a whole, like, you got an idea of where the next series is going. Okay. Now it ends with a big old cliffhanger because the show does a thing all the way through it where every time you see the Reverend it's quite clearly they didn't have John Hamm and maybe they got him to do some voiceover or something but they have like him in shadow or something yeah. or Kimmy's trying to do what she was trying to imagine when she was getting bored of him which was rearranging his face Yeah, yeah so that. a messed up face. So he never appears throughout the whole series or does he? What? Like they keep toying with you thinking he's not there like yeah. on purpose. Just doing visual gags like that. Um, Kimmy goes to meet her mum in the last episode. So the last episode is all about Titus running away from his dreams and realising that he shouldn't keep doing that. He has to actually go and do his dreams. Yeah. And Kimmy coming to the person who started all her traumas, which was her mum. Like, oh, right, so her mum gave her up? No, no. Um, there's all sorts of things where her mum just kind of wasn't really there for her as a kid. Yeah. But the reason 
she got kidnapped in the end was because of something her mum didn't teach her. And that's why she associates all this trauma, not with just the being kidnapped for 17 years, but with her mum as well. Ah. There's all this stuff that's coming up. But um, yeah, pretty good series. Um, Dong is still a bit of an Asian stereotype character. He's in it a bit more though. Yeah, but he's learned his he's learned English from keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah, he's learned a bit better. And he keeps saying keeping yeah, if that stops after a while, he gets on with just being. Oh thank him. fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't need I don't need any more references to the most idiotic family in the history of man. Well the Kardashians. I fucking hate They're all people. great thinkers. No, most. they're all cunts. I mean Kim Kardashian broke the internet. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm pretty sure that someone told her a glass was called the internet and she used a hammer. Mm. Um, fucking idiots. Yeah, it's been a really decent series. It's more the same as the last series, but it's not quite as funny consistently as the last series yeah, was. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm only... I'm only I'm... Well, you fell asleep for the first few episodes. <laughs> I woke up and watched them again. Yeah. I, um, I'm up to episode six now. It's it's not it's not been a central TV like 30 mm. Rock was. Yeah. Every week I would watch 30 Rock. Well, 30 Rock was just like a it ton of brilliant yeah, characters. Really, really good. And I mean, Adam... Is it Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin, Alec yeah. Baldwin was... Uh, he was fantastic. He was a reason to watch the show some episodes. Yeah. Him, Jack McBriar, uh, you've got um, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Tracy Morgan actually was fantastic. I love the video game episode. He's like, I told myself to make video games. I've made the top selling video game. <laughs> I've given up making video games. I can't reach for the sun, achieve my dreams, and then continue trying to achieve those same dreams. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I loved it. Yeah, Photobox great series. It really is. Yeah. Um, but I think that Kimmy Schmidt, it could be good. It's just, I think it, it's, it's a little bit in love with New York. Oh, they all show, all, all the Tina Face stuff know. is. <laughs> it's a little bit in love with New York, but it's in love with New York in a way that it doesn't know what to do with itself. And it just plays on a lot of stereotypes, which is fair because it's funny sometimes, but I think they need to advance their scope. <clears throat> oh. It's got a nice cast. It's got a great feature. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you review your last thing, right. you toss pot. Right, I'm super excited about this one. I watched. Uh, I watched a found footage movie. Oh, watched a found footage movie. Found I fuck's I, I know. Sake. Don't get too excited, Ant. I can hear your screams. When are we going to hear about this found footage movie? Oh. One second. I said, calm down. Because if you don't calm down, I'm not going to tell you about this fantastic movie I saw. Because I know that found footage is your favourite type of movie. No. Oh. What's better than the perspective of your heroes? I get it. I get it. And I know that you've seen them all. But anyway. I watched Pandemic. Jesus Christ, Dan. Calm down. I can hear you applauding. That No one wants to hear this on the podcast. Never so, heard of it. Look, your lies don't start with this. I can hear them. Your voice, your tone, your cadence. I can understand when you're lying. And Pandemic is an incredibly exciting movie about zombies, what else, and people within a quarantine zone going out to find survivors who aren't infected by the zombie virus and saving them. Guess who's in it? I'll stop you right there. Mackay Pfeiffer. Don't calm down, Ann. I know you look, you're, you're chomping at the bit to hear who else is in it. Mackay Pfeiffer. Mackay Pfeiffer. Who Who's Mackay Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer? The gangster man from Dawn of the Dead. My pregnant wife. What? Dawn of the Dead, the remake. The remake? The black guy with the, with the kid on the way. 
Oh, yeah. Mackay yeah. Pfeiffer. Yeah. My wife. Is he related to Michelle Pfeiffer? Okay. Um, Could be married Lily to... Lily Allen's brother. Lily Allen's brother. Yeah. Keith Allen's son is in it. Is Danny Dyer in this? Danny Dyer is not in this. It's oh. set in America. So anyway, um, yeah, the story is that... Who's the other one that was always in Danny Dyer's films? The Dan- Indian guy? Tammy. Tammy or something, yeah. Yeah. Danny Dyer and his chums. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, you're, you're getting too excited now when you calm down because it's in America. It's not an English film. No. So, yeah, so it's all about um, what they do is they assemble teams. A doctor is one of the members of the teams and they go out and they, they find the infected or the uninfected and they save them. I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm going to spoil it. It's good. We're going to spoil this territory because I have to reveal to the world the secrets that I have found out watching this fantastic film. It's Pandemic. Again, Pandemic released this year. It's fantastic. It's And calm down. I'm trying to talk to our audience. You need to calm down. Is there a bit where the camera shakes and obscure oh stuff? Oh my God, I'm not going to ruin it for you. Cover your ears. Does anyone so get can, dragged away from the cover camera? Cover your ears so I can tell people what happens. All right, he's covering his ears. He's very excited. I don't want to ruin it for him though. We'll watch it later. It's fine. Calm down, man. So anyway, so Pandemic. <laughs> What they do is they assemble teams of people. He's crying out with anguish. He wants to hear this. They go out with teams, teams consisting of a couple of soldiers, a driver, and then the doctor. And the doctor tests people they find to make sure they're not infected and they bring them back. Little do we know, and this is where the spoilers come in time. I'm going to warn you now, like Ant, you should be covering your ears right now. He's very excited. He can't hear this because so it'll ruin the movie. Turns out that the character we're following, the person that we're seeing the perspective of, she isn't a doctor. She stole someone's ID card and it was a bit smashed up when she stole it, so it looks a bit like her. She stole it so that she could find her daughter. Are you watching the trailer? No. What are you watching? Jam. No, look, turn that off. Because, look, stop trying to distract yourself from this awesome movie. I know you're excited, but you just, that's not gonna work. That's not how it works. So anyway, so she, she turns out she isn't a doctor. She's actually on the hunt for her, for her daughter and her husband. She arrives at the house, finds out the husband is affected. Has to kill him. She saves her daughter, but she makes it back in the, back to the, she makes it back to the base. She's like, oh, look, I've got my daughter. The survivors came back with me. No, the survivors never made it. They were betrayed by someone. There was someone infected on the train. They should have checked them. Who didn't check them? Of course, it was the doctor on the team that was meant to retrieve the people. Shock, shock, horror. She gets shot. Her daughter gets saved. Shock, shock, horror, horror, yeah. shock, shock, horror. So her daughter gets saved. She gets vaccinated because she's also infected, but she's infected in stage one. Wait, she gets vaccinated. Good. She gets vaccinated. So she's autistic now. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, so she she gets uh, Jenny she McCarthy gets a- and Rob Schneider and Robert De Niro are the ones who Jesus like the vaccination Christ, stuff. Christ, really? Yeah, Rob De Niro got a vaccine, an, an anti-vaccination film put on the Tribeca Film Idiots. Festival circuit. They removed it. Idiots. Um, so yeah, so the daughter gets saved at the end, and and the doctor dies. She gets shot, sadly, saving her daughter. Why does Doctor Who die? Because she has to. You fight it again. No, it's the bottom. Oh. Um, so yeah, pandemic. It's it quite is pop. atrociously bad. It is really boring. It's stupidly boring. I've made it sound more exciting than it is. There's no special effects to think of. There's a couple of scenes in which someone's rolling... Is it a, a, a zombie bad? Uh, it's probably on par. Because that's, that's a fucking terrible film. It is. It's probably on par. Thanks for buying me that, Paul. It's probably on par with that film. Um, it just, there's no real redeeming, redeeming element to it. I mean, the guy, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Lily Allen's brother's actually a really good actor. He's in Game of Thrones. Is he? Huh. Yeah, he plays plays Reek. Don't watch Game of Thrones. Friends. Oh. Oh, you're one of them. Um, but there's just, there's no plot. It's all shot in the dark, so it's all fucking hard to see what's going on. Some of the characters are fine, but then others are cliches, and they're mostly cliches. It's hard to see what's going on. Why is it found footage? 
There's no real fucking reason. All right. Does it start with a, you know, this incident happened and we no, found this tape? No. It, it actually, it starts and it, it ends in chronological order. There's no shattered memory. There's none of that shit they usually pull in those things. Why are these found footage things never in the form of a documentary? Surely that would make more sense contextually. Well, like Project Nim, so you can watch the, watch the ape go insane from his perspective. What? You mean Mrs. Rigsby and the rats and Nim? <laughs> I like that Project film. Nim. The one oh. about the ape. Oh, yeah. Chimp, sorry. Really sad, heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, there's just nothing here. It's a void of talent. Well, it's not void of talent. It's a void of interesting characters. It's void of interesting ideas. It's void of any sort of action or development. I can see how they got people on board because it seems like an interesting idea. The prospect is interesting, but they don't do anything with oh, it. Oh, Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen, there you go. Um, and uh, I, I'm sadly going to have to give it an Adam Sandler because I can't really explain any redeeming features. Of Missy the Pyle's in it. Oh yeah, yeah. She plays. She plays like a like a person who reads a map navigator. What is it going? Where's it going? IMDb. Uh, who was the the cunt from Game of Thrones? I queued up for fucking ages to get his autograph for. Uh, Ronan something for, Rowan. Vic, for uh, Vicky, my cousin, and I had to do it's nothing the guy all day. From Misfits. I can't. I don't know. Some twat. He was a tosser. Um, 5.3 out of 10. Yeah, that's way too high. Mm. Um, but yeah, I give it an Amazon. There's really nothing redeeming there to, to recommend it. It's, it's just, it's difficult to watch and not in the good way. <sighs> there you go, buddy. It's your review. I'm too excited. <laughs> <laughs> that film came out on April 1st. Really? Yeah. This might be a fucking joke at my expense. Yeah. <laughs> so they the just DVD, made this entire film the DVD just, just, just DVD just arrives at only my house right well my last review very last is going to be the most important thing yeah as usual Wrestlemania no I already reviewed that last time um, it's going to be Enter the Gungeon which I'm going to just say is a very strong strong contender for game of the year already it is fucking good Dark Souls 3 yeah <sighs> Everyone always puts Dark Souls on there. Let's give something that's a little bit more fun, yeah? Dark Souls is fun. Does it have a gun that fires T-shirts yes. at the end? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. It's just it's in the shape of a sword, and it doesn't really fire projectiles, but it's still a gun. Let's put it this way. Right? You can't play Dark Souls, so you don't like value for Dark Souls games. No, I like games that have skill involved in them, yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> now, it's the Gungeon is one of those roguelike games like um, Binding of Isaac. <laughs> Shares yeah. a lot of DNA with Binding of Isaac. Okay. Twin stick shooter style. Is it Devolver? No, no, it's, I think it's self-published, I think. Really? By the developers, yeah. Huh. I think there's only one, what has one of the coolest features I've ever seen in the game. You can skip the loading at the start. By hitting a button to Just start the, hit Y yeah. and it starts the game. It's brilliant. Yeah, but does it start <laughs> the game automatically on the last mode you played or what? The... It'll, you can choose whether it'll, um, start you with a certain character, ah. random, or the last one you played. So your prerequisites. Yeah. Um, nice. But basically, you have like a group of different characters. You go through into the dungeon. Every time you go in the dungeon, it's different. It, it's got five theme floors, or has it got more? It has. I found mm-hmm. one. Um, what really neat thing the game does is it actually has a difficulty curve going on. And I don't mean like when you go through stage one to stage two to stage three, it gets more difficult. It's as you play the game more and encounter more different enemies, some of those enemies will start populating the first stage. So the first stage gradually becomes a little bit tougher. Okay. So what it kind of ends up doing is it keeps you constantly playing towards that skill level that you need to be to get to the later stages. So it's constantly keeping you, you know, 
keeping your so sweets it, about you. It treats the stuff that you defeat as building blocks to improve yeah. on the... Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it doesn't ever make the first level impossible. Like, I've probably only failed the first level a handful of times, too, which I managed to record and put on my channel. Nice. Um, <laughs> but it's so perfectly pitched. There's like a dive mechanic in it, which is, is your main dodging system, mm-hmm. other than moving in and out of bullets, because it does like get a bit bullet heli. The way the dive works is when you dive the first half of the animation you're invincible so that's when you want to dive over the bullets the second half as you're coming down towards the ground you're not so if a bullet goes through you there you take the damage when you land you've stopped for about half a second so you can't shoot you can't move in that half a second so you have to think about when you're going to dive when you're going to balance diving versus attempting to dodge your way through tight bullets can you change the distance of the dive you always dive the same way but there is an item that makes you dive further there's an item that makes you dive faster there's an item that makes your recovery quicker there's all sorts of like the items are ridiculous um so many secrets there's people to rescue sometimes you'll encounter a shop in the level because mm. you've rescued like a vampire woman ghost thing and she'll open the shop and okay. every item she has is cursed and certain things you can do can give you curses and if you build up your curses there's more chance you'll encounter more powerful enemies um they're called jammed enemies in the game like a jammed bullet in the chamber because mm. most of the enemies are actually bullets and they're bullets that are the shape of the bullet of the weapon they're carrying. So if they're a sniper, they've got a big. They're a sniper bullet, and if they're like a, a you know handgun, they've got a little handgun bullet, or they're a shotgun shell if they're a shotgunner. <laughs> so each of the person, whatever they're shooting, whatever they're whatever, whatever, they're, whatever gun they're shooting, yeah. they're the ammo off. Not just that. There's monsters and stuff like that. There's a ghost bullet that put, ports around the place. There's some that just fire shit loads of stuff at you. Is um, it like it's, it? When I see, I've seen you play it a couple of times, it's a bit. It, it seems a bit like Gallagher. It's like Gallagher. It's got bullet hell ideas about it. Kind of like it's like a schmuck um, meets a bullet hell. Rogue yeah, like. kind of like Assault Android Cactus has bullet hell moments in it, mm. and that has a dodge mechanic as well, which is fucking difficult to pull off. Yeah. Um, but this one is just like every time you go through it, you have a fun, silly little adventure. Yeah. Some of the bosses I thought were pitched a little bit too difficult at first, but I can trounce all the first stage bosses with little trouble nowadays. Um. One boss everyone was complaining about called the Treadnought, that one and only time I encountered him, I beat him and only took one hit. And that was a stage three boss. It's a big old tr- tank. Um, there's one called the Beholster, which I hate, but I have beaten, who's basically, you know, the big eye demon from Doom? Mm-hmm. He's kind of like that, but he's toting like 15 different guns. Like the Beholder? Yeah. It's a, be- well, from Dungeon Dragons, yeah, Beholder. Yeah. yeah. But he kind of looks like the one from the, eye, the big eye demon from yeah, Doom. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blue lips. He fires like a massive laser out his eyes and you have to sort of d- dive over the laser. It's the only way to dodge it. Hmm. Um, there's brilliant bosses. Like some of them are really cute and cartoony. There's one yeah. which is a pair of bullet twins. And you can try taking them both on at once, but you'll have more bullets to dodge. But if you kill one of them, the other one gets angry and gets tougher. So it's kind of like you have to... I, my tactic is to kill one of them as quick as possible and then just deal with the other one. shotgun and try and disperse your fire into Well, you might not have a shotgun. It depends what weapons you've picked up. Um, a lot of the weapons are like um, based on weapons from films. There's the Judge Dredd's gun. Oh, nice. Um, the last so bullet. Modes. Well, it's the last bullet in every chamber has a random effect. Nice. So it might knock your enemy back flying. It might um, set fire to them, might poison them, something like that. Um, I got the Ghostbusters gun, which was freaking awesome. It locks onto enemies and wherever you're going, it's like... <laughs> Nice. Um, there's guns where like you fire chains off and they swing around the place but they're linked together and they have electricity so if you're strafing you'll set off a big old wall of these chains <laughs> or you can launch them straight at the enemy and wrap them up and nice. do them um, it sounds a lot like um, sounds a ton like uh, um, Broforce well, Broforce with, is the silliest but levels but this is all like 
stages. You never know what you're getting as you're playing yeah. through it. It's We're randomly so weird. generated. Whilst Broke Force is mm. generated. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's phenomenally well made game. I freaking yeah. love it. There's a co-op mode, but one player always has to be this certain character. Yeah. Who I've never played because I haven't played co-op mode on it or anything. Um, I would like. I think it'd be quite cool if you could um, play as any character in co-op. I don't get why you would have one particular character. Maybe it's just the difficulties. Of I wouldn't worry about balancing on a gate. But think you'd think it'd be balancing maybe, but then this is a game where you could open a chest on the first level and get a ridiculous gun straight away. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there are two hidden characters in the game which are an absolute nightmare to unlock and I've still not done and one of them at, both of them at least require finishing the game so yeah one of them requires carrying a broken TV set through half the game but every time you dive you drop the TV set and sometimes you have to dive over pits so you have to like throw the TV set dive and grab it in midair. <laughs> so um, apparently that's what I was reading up on one of the enemies is a bullet and he doesn't have a gun he fights with swords um, but yeah it's just full of tiny little Details. It's it seems well thought out. Yeah, brilliantly made. Loads of people are moaning about random number generator going on. You know, they say, "Oh, you, you, you can get through the whole first stage without any weapon." There's things in place for that. If you fight against the boss with only the weapon you start with, you get a weapon. Mm. Like you're guaranteed a weapon rather than an item. Yeah. Um. There's weird stuff in there. There's a weird monster. Shit. Yeah, they always do because they just want to have runs where they're amazing every time. No, they basically want to have a game where they can they can be like, "Oh, I know where the shotgun is. I'll go get yeah. the shotgun." Well, you never know what you're going to get. Oh, yeah. um, what other cool weapons are in there? There's a gun called the Deckard, the gun from Blade Runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Only fires two shots at a time. Well, you know, he only has two bullets in the chamber. Mm. Fucking brutal gun, though. Like, it cuts through enemies. Obliterates everything you come across. Um, you get one gun which, like, is a wind-up like Tommy gun type thing. Mm. But when you wind it up to reload, it goes. Can you only reload when you're standing still? Is there anything? You can reload while diving. That's a technique you have to learn how to do. Especially when you've got bullets everywhere and you mm. want to be shooting as soon as you land. Always be shooting. ABS. <laughs> yeah, ABS, yo. Um, one thing that's really quite smart with the game that I only found out later, and you can kind of see it if you know what you're looking for, the game's actually in 3D. It looks like a sprite game, but the the game is actually a 3D modelled game. Oh. And that's how they create this sense of depth sometimes when you walk upstairs and stuff. They've actually, oh. like, the walls are actually 3D objects and everything. Can you activate this 3D mode? No, not like Prison Architect. <laughs> No. Which has a 3D... Do you know about can that? You, yeah. <laughs> can you activate stereoscopic 3D? No. No, it, it could possibly do it, I reckon, if they did the right stuff to it. Because yeah. the way... I've seen the model of what the actual levels look like, hmm. and everything hasn't got a back to it. So they couldn't actually do a 3D mode, because you wouldn't be able to rotate the camera or anything. Yeah. It's all... It's using forced perspective to great effect. You have a 3D, yeah? I probably do somewhere. Yeah, Uncharted. In Trilogy. Oh, yeah. Is that in 3D? I don't know. Is it on the... I don't know. I've look. got the PS3 one, so yeah. The PS4 is, uh, is as well, I think. Uh, doesn't say on the back. Not. They probably wouldn't say anyway nowadays, would they? Who cares about 3D? Ah, I've got a 3D TV. So oh, yeah. so. Enter the Gungeon's highly recommended. I'm looking it's got amazing to music. Try, yeah. But I will wait until it's on sale on PSN now. Mm. Definitely worth getting Paul brought it. I told him he just went and brought it straight away and was like, I'm loving it. I've got way too much to play. Yeah, same here. I've got to take it slow. With <laughs> I've not played punches. Dragon Quest Heroes for two weeks. And I really like that. For the thing, yeah. yeah, I did it last time. But um, yeah, definitely Enter the Gungeon, strong contender for Game of the Year. Because, you know, I prefer my smaller, dumb arcade games. No, no, no. Over it's, the big stuff. It's not even dumb. It's well for it. Yeah. When you mocked me for playing Broforce, though, I felt like you were a dick. <laughs> The thing is with Broforce is that 
everyone's played it now. It was because it was <laughs> it was in early access for so long. Yeah. The people were like, oh yeah, it was in early access, everybody's played it, everybody's done it. Yeah. Yeah, it was in early access, so it was the perfect game when it came out. It's, it is a fun it, game. It works completely. Yeah, there's yeah. no issues, there's no rundown. The only thing that bothers me with Broforce is that it's so easy to just like take one step forward and not see the one tiny little thing that's going to blow you up. You have to be like so on point on that game sometimes because oh, yeah, there's shit flying everywhere. That's the point. You have to get to yeah. that area. Like, and also, I love the fact they keep adding characters. Yeah, they're still going with it. Yeah, it's not. I mean, they just got to think of what characters they can add, bro, to. No, they don't. They, <laughs> could, they could just add like um, Desperado, bro. Yeah, exactly. They got to find a way of fitting bro in there somewhere. No, they don't. They can always Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis, yeah, Bruce Willis. Um, uh, bro, status. Hour. I've got Expender Bros. The free one they did. I have that as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I love 8-bit games. I'm stupidly like that. I'm like 16 and 88. Sorry. 8, oh, 16 bit retro style games. Everyone's Anything pixelised. Yeah, fucking love it. Mm. Um, it's really hard to get away from it now because there's so much shit that uses that to hide a crappy game. Mm. But, I mean, a lot of the time... Good yeah. pixel art's glorious, though, man. Yeah. Pixel art in Enter the Gungeon's so good. The Marine, I like playing as a Marine, because you start with one bit in armour, and when you get shot and that bit of armour goes, his helmet falls off. That's why I said, <laughs> the gods will be watching. That's yeah. um, that's all 8-bit style, Yeah. 16-bit. It's really fucking good. You need to play a game. I will play one day. For 69p. You can get it now for 69p. I can't have oh. the money on my Steam. <laughs> well, I'll just buy it for I'll you and give it day. to you. I don't give a fuck. Play it one day. Stop no, because it's like 7 quid on fucking Steam normally. Yeah. Just get it for 69 and then oh, yeah. fucking done. Um, buy into the dungeon. I won't because you won't buy Gods will be watching right this second. Yeah, I can't. We're recording a podcast. It's 69p. If you don't have 69p in your bank, there's something going wrong with your bank. Well, I need to save that so I can buy food. <laughs> I'll give you 69p to buy food if oh. you buy that game. Anyway. Alright, my lovelies. Tonight we leave you we can't not call in them sadness. Lovelies. Not in not Lovelies in, is a trademark of Game Grumps. Not in distaste. Not in not in upset. We leave you simply waiting, tantalizingly Moist. expectant of the next episode in which we enthrall you with the details of our what would oh, seem next episode of Captain America Civil War. Exactly. What would seem like a boring life that we lead is actually full of adventure and fun and we love sharing it with you. So I hope you will tell us how much you enjoy us and our voices and our activities here through Twitter at LV5554, sorry, Space Monkey, and at Cinemageddon or Crit Apocalypse. You can also find us at the Film Dump, which is on its channel, and at Mellow Gaming. We can't wait to hear from you. Absolutely adore each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Should I click stop now? You can do. I'm going to start masturbating right this second whilst listening to the sound of someone explaining crackling paper. Huh? Yep.